All right, welcome back, everyone. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, and as always, love your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Okay, we talk a lot about education here on the program. As you know, my story with my kids going to the public school, then going to the charter school, uh, then COVID hits and we learn the insanity that they're learning in the public school and the charter school. So my kids, you know, well, we did homeschooling for a little bit, but then they go to um, the private school. And, you know, you mentioned private school and automatically you're rich, you know, you're loaded, you know, only the, there's only a special elite class that can go to the private schools. Um, fortunately, here in Arizona and, and other places around the country now, that's not the case because we have the Empowerment Scholarship account. Um, which, of course, Hobbs and, and others, she, she wasn't in an office for like eight seconds, and Hobbs comes out and is basically the ESA program is going to bankrupt Arizona. And I'm trying to figure that Now, I did go to public school, but I'm trying to figure out how spending less per pupil is going to bankrupt the state of Arizona versus going to the public school. Anyway, joining me uh, is Jenny Clark uh, with loveyourschool.org, loveyourschool.org. Hey, Jenny, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing so great. Thanks for having me on today. Can you do the math for me there? Because I'm not <laughs> that smart, but it's like, what, 6,200 or 6,700 or something for the ESA program versus public school kids are, what, 10, 11, 12, 13 ahead? Yeah, it's pretty crazy what we're hearing these days, but you've got the numbers right around there. So basically, we've got this universal ESA. We now have every Arizona uh, school-age student, kindergarten through 12th grade, eligible for this incredible scholarship program. Uh, the funds are only 90% of what the state portion is. Of course, right now, I think the latest numbers from the Joint Legislative Budget Committee here in Arizona said that total per student spending, you know, state dollars, local dollars, federal, is just under $15,000 per student. So mm-hmm. contrast that with the ESA where you're getting just around 7000 to $7,500 a student. There is definitely a taxpayer saving. Okay, so and, and I, I know that. I think my listeners know that. But I don't know if the general population knows that because they're busy and they're not paying as much attention to the this education stuff as they – quite frankly, as they should. I think we should all be much more involved with our kids' education. But how are they getting away with this? Basically, the number's half. How are they getting away with saying that this is going to bankrupt – I mean, the whole state. Yeah, well, here, here's where they're going with their argument. And I'll tell you why. It's totally misleading and a complete fabrication, whether it's Save Our Schools Arizona or, unfortunately, Governor Hobbs. So every year when you've got the budget, you make uh, estimations, right, projections about how many students are going to be in public school, how many kids are going to be on a- ESA. And then that gets adjusted every quarter as you look at enrollment. Well, the good news is actually a lot more families opted into an empowerment scholarship account uh, than what was originally budgeted or estimated. So the cost is higher. There is a higher cost in the budget uh, related to the ESA. But what they're trying to do (laughs) is say uh, that somehow those additional kids uh, whose parents have chosen an ESA as the best route for their education, somehow that that amount is going to bankrupt our entire state, which is totally false. Arizona's budget is $17.88 billion with a B. The K-12 budget is $7.7 billion. And this increased ESA, which is just more kids on the scholarship, it is only 
0.12% of Arizona's budget. If you can believe it, they are making a ruckus over 0.12% of Arizona's budget. It's crazy. Oh, I can believe it. <laughs> I believe just about anything nowadays, Jenny. Uh, what? Why, why do they care where my kids go? Because, like you said, it's a small number, and I'm actually surprised more people didn't bail the public, and I will include charter schools in that, especially after COVID. Uh, you know, during COVID, the insanity there, but then I started getting letters from my kids charter school at the time about diversity, uh, equity, inclusion. I was like, what is that? What does that mean? And, you know, we all learned, or a lot of us learned, but why do they care? It doesn't even seem like they like me <laughs> or my kids. Why do they care if I'm gone? Uh, such a great question. You know, I really think about this all the time. And the only thing I can come up with is it's about control. It is about control because you and I both know that if every single one of these kids that's on an ESA today, uh, left ESA, went back into the public school system, they would not say a word about the cost. You wouldn't hear a peep about it. (laughs) So it is about the location that they're concerned about, right? Uh, They don't care that it saves taxpayers. It's about control and you having a choice over where your child goes to school, whether that's home educated or at a private school with an ESA, and that you're not choosing, you're not in their system that that's what it's about it's about control well now there's a push jenny and we're talking with jenny clark with um loveyourschool.org i got that right correct loveyourschool.org yes, you did. <laughs> okay good good i i try anyway we're now they're talking about accountability we have heard the couple stories about somebody doing something with ES, esa funds and perhaps they're in the homeschooling realm perhaps they're not going to an actual physical school I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's been a lot of those cases I've, I've heard of a couple um, what's the accountability they're they're hitting on now besides because I could I could point to accountability in our public schools and say what about that what about that I mean I have a, I have a whole scroll of those things what are they talking about though on the ESA side yeah so essentially the argument uh, from these anti-parent anti-school choice groups like save our schools Arizona is, oh, you know, this program is somehow now not accountable. We reject that argument flat out. Um, those of us that are on the ESA program know that we have to account for every single purchase. In fact, if there's something that we're thinking about purchasing for our child's education, but we're not sure, most families go ahead and get pre-approval for that item from the Arizona Department of Education. We have to upload every certification, every receipt, every degree uh, for a tutor or service that we utilize. So I share that because a lot of uh, folks may not be aware of that. But when you're pulling out specific purchases, right, you know, that's kind of what they're doing is saying, can you believe, you know, a kid was able to go to uh, the zoo, get a zoo pass or this particular field trip? That's crazy. In the public school, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. What I want to say is ESA is for families who want something different, right? Why are we trying to limit what's possible for these kids? Why should we say that they should only get, you know, what the public school gets? ESAs allow us to, you know, think bigger, think entrepreneurial, be innovative. And so many of these kids uh, that are getting some of these items that, um, you know, Save Our Schools is saying are concerning. The reason they're getting those items is because first, the Department of Education approved it. Many of those items under Superintendent Kathy Hoffman who I'll remind everyone was a Democrat, but they get higher funding. They get higher funding because their needs are different and the things that they need are different. And one just example I'll give you is uh, there was someone I know who had purchased a type of coffee machine and they were trying to teach uh, their special needs child with 
the support of a therapist, how to use and operate and manage this machine. This was about having a potential, uh, you know, dignity type career for this particular child. This wasn't just, oh, I'm just getting this casually. And that's why it was approved, right? There has to be a letter from a, a therapist or someone else involved when you're getting some of these items. So I think that's important for us to uh, remember. I want these kids to do the most amazing things. I want our state to think bigger. Right now, I'll remind everybody that in Arizona, based on the last nation's report card, 70% of our students at fourth grade when they are tested are not reading proficiently, 70%. So we need all types of solutions. And I really want ESA to be the front of people's mind when they're thinking about innovative solutions for our kids and their education. Yeah. And I look at ESA as a way for people to tailor their education. That's exactly what it is. I would like to see more avenues for people, not just the factory style cookie cutter public school. If you want to go to public school, fine. You want to go to a charter school, fine. You want to homeschool, fine. Uh, You want to go, my kids go to a, 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 a Christian school. Um, there are many, many options though. There are micro schools now available. Not every path. Look, look, the proof's in the pudding. Like you said, 70% uh, aren't reading proficiently. I mean, you see it all the time. Now my kids go to, like I said, a private Christian school. They don't even go to school on Friday and they take December off. And my kids have just absolutely, and I know many other parents who are going there, absolutely have accelerated uh, beyond what you could imagine. And I tell people we get Fridays off and we take December off and they're like, how can they be learning? I was like, because they're focused <laughs> on different things and it's not just the same old grind. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not the same old grind. I mean, uh, a couple of my kids take an online class called Synthesis. This, cla- this school was started out of SpaceX by the uh, employees or for their employees' children. Mm. And now my kid, who's on an ESA, gets to experience these incredible classes um, that have them thinking about, you know, engineering and what a career in space looks like and how to collaborate with other kids. That's what ESA does. I want, you know, the next Elon Musk to come out of Arizona's ESA program. I want the next big thinker, big entrepreneur to be coming out of these programs and thinking differently is what ESA is all about. Jenny, I want the next Elon Musk and SpaceX person, but I also want if they get especially a little older and they're maybe 15, 16 and they're like, this ain't for me as far as maybe the college route, et cetera, et cetera. I want the next electrician. I want the next plumber. I want people who can actually do things. And I think that's been the big problem with our education system for so long is we got a bunch of people that learn stuff that don't have valuable, you know, they're not going to find a career with this stuff. Absolutely. And that is also what's really exciting about the ESA. And I'm so glad you brought that up. We have that freedom and that flexibility. My kids right now are in a, a woodworking school, right? So once a week, they go and they have a, you know, kind of a curriculum that they can use or they can say, hey, I really want to make this. And they've been going there for almost three years, learning incredible skills that, you know, I don't know how to teach them, but they're learning from someone who basically started a school to teach these ESA kids. This is how you operate uh, heavy equipment and machinery so that you can learn how to do this in these careers. And there are tons of fantastic public schools that have really great career um, and uh, tech, you know, ed programs. But let's have it all, right? Let's let's have that in the public school system. Let's allow families to unbundle and curate a customized education 
with an ESA. And let's really give these kids opportunity at all grade levels. And that's what an ESA does. And it, it's really crazy and very heartbreaking to see what the other side says about this program, about parents, and about the kids that are utilizing these programs. That's what really gets me. You know, they're really trying to maintain a two-tiered system, the opposition to programs like ESA. They really want it to be, if you can afford to go to a private school, you're a have. And if not, you go to the public school and that's your only choice and you're a have not. And I just hate to see them perpetuating a two-tiered system uh, in today's modern day. And I just want everyone to remember, and I know I've beat this for years, and so have you, Jenny. The ESA program allows you the backpack of money that lets you go to any school and also has all the options for the homeschooling as well. Or you can go to public school and stay there. You can go to the charter school. Arizona has a ton of options. Not only the ESA, we still use the tax credits, um, and that's still working out for us. You still you have that option as well. You don't need to be Elon Musk and you know to be able to send your kids to the private school. It's not like that anymore. So this is really just a great system, and I think it's going to have a great future. I am concerned, though, Jenny, about the lack of an inflator in there. I think that was one of the big mistakes in this whole thing. That I'm talking about uh, you know, with inflation and CPI. It's staying at that same level going forward, and if inflation continues, which I suspect it will to some degree, um, we're going to have trouble keeping up with the funding. I mean, in my school, it's, you know, I, I, at the top of my head, Angela, my wife takes care of all this. Eight, eight or nine thousand now, and it's uh, you know you're, you're getting the six thousand something for the ESA. I think that's a problem going forward, and we, we ain't gonna be able to change that unless we change the governor. Quite honestly. Well, there's some good news there that I have okay, for you. Good. Arizona's program is unique among other states that are passing similar ESA programs. Since ours is a percentage, um, as the amount of money towards public school goes up or those multipliers go up, for example, it changed recently uh, for kids with specific learning disabilities, the ESA award does go up also. And sometimes um, if the you know public school system has an increased dollar amount, let's say, to middle schoolers or high schoolers within the district area and boundaries that you live in, um, that amount goes up also. So, for example, my kids used to get almost exactly what you said, around 6700 per year. But now that I have one kiddo that's high school age, his ESA is now $8,000 per year. Oh, so there is a, okay. yeah, there is a multiplier in there. So you can be, you know, encouraged in that. But the other thing I was going to share that I think is also fantastic news um, is a study recently came out two weeks ago now uh, with Corey DeAngelis um, and uh, a few other different folks that actually took a look at tuition related to um, states that have public school choice programs and actually show that there was lower tuition inflation, which sometimes is obviously a concern with ESA states, um, in states with school choice programs than in states without them. So there is a, a lot of research, I think, that's going to continue to be done in this area of costs and also um, tuition costs and those different types of things. But what I always like to say is now we're actually giving families that never had a chance. They never had an opportunity. Maybe they didn't have the relationships or the connections to manage the state's, you know, tuition tax credit scholarship program, which can be kind of tricky and you got to do it every year. Now these families are finally going before private school was never even a choice and an option. Now I've got this ESA that's getting me two thirds of the way there and really calling on those schools and private philanthropy to help bridge the gap. Um, if there is a gap for any family that's out there trying to make it to private school, I've seen that happen 
so many times this last yeah. year as we help place families. It's really encouraging. Okay, that's good news. All the people I've had on on this topic never told me about that adjuster there. So that's that's good to learn. And you can learn more of this by going to loveyourschool.org. Looks like you also have a podcast up there. Is that... Am I right on yeah. that? Yeah. You have the old yeah. cassette, so I know you, you're like from my, oh, my generation. Yeah, that's, that's a little retro uh, blog. Well, I like yeah, to my, my wife Angela and I were at a secondhand shop recently, and there was a cassette. It was right when uh, Jimmy Buffett died, and we bought the cassette, and it was like, uh. <laughs> I haven't heard one of those in uh, 20 years, you know? All right, uh, Jenny Clark, uh, loveyourschool.org, loveyourschool.org. Go check that out. And uh, Jenny, give us any other updates uh, down the line. We'd love to have you back. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Mark Howitt coming up next. Going to go over these 19 Flagstaff propositions really quick. All right, a good time to learn about owning physical gold and silver. Call my friend Justin at Desert Gold Exchange, an Arizona-based company. They keep the overhead low. They pass the savings on to you. Put them to the challenge. Put them to the test. I think you're going to find they have the lowest prices out there on physical gold and silver. Mention to Jeff Orvich Show, they'll treat you like gold. Plus, they're going to send you a free investor's kit. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Gettles High Desert Mechanical, good time to call them. It's getting cold out there. They'll be able to fix your HVAC system, get it tuned up for the winter, check it for safety as well when it comes to carbon monoxide, things like that. Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical, 928-567-2200 or GettlesHDM.com. Call Diamond Auto Glass first before making an auto glass claim. Here's why. Most insurance companies use a nationwide glass shop to answer their calls, and they're going to try and route you to their shop, which may very well delay the time it takes to replace your glass. When you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Auto Glass as soon as possible. Repairing a chip will stop it from spreading and save you from a costly windshield replacement. If you've replaced your windshield with Diamond Auto Glass, you have a lifetime chip repair warranty and no appointments necessary. Just stop on by on 4th Street and Flagstaff, and most chip repairs take about 10 to 15 minutes. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Hi, this is Jeff Orvitz, and I started Flagstaff4Lease.com several years ago to provide homes and office space in the Flagstaff area. Check out my current listings up at Flagstaff, the number 4, Lease.com. That's Flagstaff4Lease.com. We've got everything from one to four-bedroom homes available right now. Also, we have office space. Single-room suites up to larger spaces are now available up at Flagstaff4Lease.com. Or call 928-526-7909. Flagstaff4Lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. Community.